Welcome to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast, the podcast for parents and teachers who want to work together to build IEPs that work in the real world. I'm your host, Katherine Witcher, and today might be the most difficult episode that I have recorded to date. We're going to talk about special needs planning, and parents 100% need to know all of this information. Teachers, you should know this too. These are going to be some topics that in the next few minutes that um, are running through the parents of your students' mind all the time. And when we go to build trust in special education, we need to understand all sides of the table, right? We need to understand where people are coming from. And that includes outside of the classroom. So I have in my hand right here a book called Special Needs Planning Guide. And I'll be honest with you, this is my favorite book on this topic, but this is probably one of my least favorite topics. So you guys know I'm a special needs sibling, which means that special needs planning guide means a lot to me because I know that I'm going to be responsible for my brother's future at some point in time. This is a hard topic. This is why I get so fired up when we're talking about IEPs and we talk about, you know, helping a child become as independent as possible so they can be prepared for further education, employment, and independent living. See, my brother, he's never going to live on his own. He's always going to need assistance. And I've known that my entire life. In fact, I can remember very clearly sitting at an IEP meeting. My brother was somewhere between the ages of 18 and 21. And we were going around the table and people were giving all of their input on what would be best for my brother. And somebody asked my mom, you know, so where's Robert going to live in the future? And my mom said, with family. And then the team said, well, what are you going to do when you're gone? Oh, it, it was not said in a compassionate way at all. It was just kind of thrown out there. And I could see that my mom was kind of taken aback. And, and she says, well, when I'm not here and when uh, his dad is not here, then he will just live with his sister, which I knew, but it wasn't, uh, you know, kind of discussed as a plan. Like I knew that that was the plan that my parents had, but it was never really discussed with me. It was just, this is how it's going to be. That's really difficult for you know, let's see, I was probably 20, maybe 21, sitting at the table and just having that reality put out there. So let's make sure that if we're going to have these discussions at the IEP table, which absolutely are warranted discussions when done with compassion, with, with that knowledge of what is really happening outside of the classroom for a family who has to look at long-term planning. I mean, families are trying to provide a lifetime of security for their child who has a disability. And how do you estimate that? How do you really figure out what's going on? In fact, it's very similar to trying to figure out how to write the best IEP goals. You're like, well, I'm going to use data and my experience and my best educated guess. And that's a lot of what goes into special needs planning. So I'm really grateful for this book. And, and the reason I'm sharing it with you today is because I know that there is a financial strain that is happening in the disability community. 
at a level that tends to be higher than what's going on kind of in mainstream. There are other areas of concern in a disability family than there are for somebody who is not in the disability world. Now that is not, you know, saying I'm going to discount other people's struggles. I'm just saying we've got extra things. We've got extra things that we need to think about. So I'm going to share with you a couple of things that I love about this book. And I've made some notes because like I said, this is really hard for me as a special needs sibling. This is really hard for me to think about the future when it comes to these kind of things. I, I mean, I'll just share with you guys. Uh, my dad and my mom, they were married for a very, very long time. And about, I don't know, about 15 years ago, my dad passed of cancer and he was the breadwinner in the house, right? He provided for my mom and my brother. And so that was really hard that he went through this tough cancer journey and now there's my mom and my brother. And then probably about seven years ago, my mom had a heart attack. She had a triple bypass. And so the kind of shock of what is in place, what's going on, how prepared are we for the future if the future doesn't turn out as planned or if the future comes sooner than we planned? You see, this is really, really difficult, and, and I, I've struggled a lot with this topic because my family, and this is going to be true for a lot of families, is very old school when it comes to money and planning and those things. And what I mean by that is it's kind of a taboo subject. Like we just don't talk about it. It's hard to talk about. We don't want to talk about it. And you know, sometimes when we're not talking about it, we're not planning for it, uh, we don't plan well right? We're, we're not planning well. And I can tell you, there are some things in place for my brother that are fantastic. And there are some things that I know are gaps in our planning. By no means do I have this area of my life kind of like T's crossed, I's dotted kind of situation. It, absolutely not. There are gaps in in my personal life as you know, a special needs sibling of what the future looks like. This is why this book is so key. Because I do not want to go down a Google search, you know, just kind of three in the morning, clicking on all the things, you know, reading about all of this stuff. I don't want to do that. This is not one of my, my favorite things, right? I don't know who I want to trust. I do have some trusted people in this area, but it's hard to find people that you trust. And my goodness, I, I will tell you, there are a lot of financial planners out there that are special needs certified. I don't even know what that really means when it comes to special needs planning certified. What I do know is they end up in my inbox, uh, especially on LinkedIn, like all the time. Like, hey, I've got this great thing. And I'm like, you cannot just come on in and start talking to me about planning for my brother's future when there's nobody else to take care of him except for me. Like, you can't do that. It's very much that same feeling that I got back at the IEP table many, many years ago of like, just kind of like shock of like, really, you just blurt that out? Like, that's your opening line? You can't do that. So teachers, it's important for you to understand, like, this is happening in our disability community all the time where people are kind of like, I'm just gonna say it, it feels like they're hunting for like their next client. And it's like, because I have the special needs planning certification, you know, uh, behind my name, um, I am now trustworthy to talk about your child's future or uh, no, no. So let me go through a couple of things in this book. Again, it's called special needs planning guide. I'm going to make sure that you guys have the link and a discount code for this. So um, the publisher Brooks publishing has been fantastic. They've been giving us 
discount codes. Uh, so I'll make sure that you guys have this because I do highly recommend. See, I love that I could like tune out the rest of the world and open up this book and be all in my feelings and not have to talk to anybody about it right now and not get lost down the Google search of all the things, but I could stay focused on this. So it's the special needs planning guide, how to prepare for every stage of your child's life. So this is not just for planning like way future, right? This is for planning all different stages. So uh, again, I took some notes. So here's, um, here's one thing that was in here that I loved. And again, I was emotional when I was reading this. So that's why I'm like, let, let's make sure that I tell you about that. There's a 10 step process in there. Who doesn't love a good process, right? Like just walk me through, just tell me what to do. What I love about this book is it's not specifically telling me what to do. It's telling me what I need to do. As in, I need to make some decisions in this area. Here are some options. It's, it's not guiding me to a specific solution. This is guiding me as a disability family member to figure out what needs to get done. And there's a lot of jargon. Like if you think IEP paperwork can be confusing sometimes, like welcome to uh, ridiculousness when you get into the world of, you know, what are the government benefits and what is this account named? Uh, what is that account named? Where can we put money? So it's going to be safe. And, you know, the people that we want to have it will have it and they will be able to distribute it the way that they need to do this. All of those things have different terms. And it's a whole different language. So if the teachers listening here, especially if you are a high school teacher, so your students are ages like 14 and over, if you can start to learn some of these terms and really, again, talk with knowledge, like speak with knowledge to your families when this topic is coming up and you know not to blurt it out at the IEP meeting, but that you can have this conversation of like, listen, I know you're going to be making some decisions about maybe an ABLE account or, um, you know, uh, you know, you have to fill out a lot of social security paperwork and you have to do, you know, again, just pull some terms from this book. Like you have to do some of these things, you know, if there's anything that I can do to help support you in, in that, please let me know, you know, or we're going to be discussing future planning at the upcoming IEP meeting. I know that this can be a difficult subject for many families. Would you like to discuss that now? There is no reason that you can't have a pre-meeting in that way. I'm not saying pre-IEP meeting of doing something that you're not supposed to do before the IEP and, you know, predetermining anything. What I'm saying is there are conversations that are okay to have before an IEP meeting, and this might be one of them. So there's a 10-step process in here. Wonderful. Awesome. There's also timelines. So important. So important because if we wait too long to make some of these decisions, it makes the decisions more difficult. Worksheets. A letter of intent, that's an extremely important piece of special needs planning is a letter of intent. You've got examples and things uh, to walk you through what a letter of intent is and how to use that inside a special needs planning guide. Again, that would be a great tool for teachers to get to know, parents, 100% teachers lean into this. Um, and then also how to really set your vision for the future as you're you know, doing this special needs planning. One of my favorite pieces of this is the glossary. Okay. I, I'm always a sucker for a good glossary in a book, right? It kind of feels like a cheat sheet of all the things that you need to know. But for example, let me just read off some of this jargon that feels so overwhelming and ridiculous, but this book simplifies things like power of attorney, limited power of attorney, power of attorney for healthcare, qualified charitable distributions, protected person, premium assistance, premium reimbursement, representative payee, required minimum distribution, revocable or living trust, 
rollover IRA. I mean, like, are you kind of going like, what? Like, why, why is she even talking about this? Like, I, I don't even understand. Like, like, why is she naming off all these terms? Well, because these are the terms. These are the things that we need to know in the disability community as we're planning for the future. And I really, really want our school teams to understand what is going on beyond the IEP process when it comes to planning for the future. This is why arguing over trivial things through the IEP process becomes so frustrating. This is one of those things where, you know, if, if you're having a disagreement at the IEP table and you think to yourself, is this going to matter in five years? And if the answer is no, like, let's move on to something that is going to matter in five years because you've got heavy decisions. You've got things that you need to decide. It is extremely hard to balance all of the paperwork in school and all of the paperwork outside of school and then all of the future paperwork as a special needs family. I mean, and then you have things like guardianship. Guardianship's listed in this book, talks a little bit about guardianship. If you guys don't know what guardianship is, it's a decision that a family needs to make when a child turns 18 to decide, are they going to take full guardianship of the child? Meaning that they're responsible for all of the decisions that the child makes. Are they going to take limited guardianship of the child? That works different in every state. Sometimes you need a lawyer. Sometimes you don't. I mean, guardianship is a really big deal. And again, that is something that inside of the school system, if you're working with students, ages, let's say 17 and above, because we're going to be working up to the 18th birthday, right? You need to be aware of what guardianship is, how it works, and what the impact is on the different types of guardianship. Again, I would highly recommend special needs planning guide because it'll give you that information in a way that is um, consumable without overwhelm. And then you'll be able to, as a teacher, help guide that conversation you know, in a respectful way. Again, you have lines as a school that should not be crossed when it comes to future planning for the families that you're working with. For all of my families, for the parents that are listening right now, just know I understand. I understand the decisions that you're making. I'm in the process of making a lot of decisions, you know, in the, in the future. I've had to make a lot of decisions in the past when it comes to financial planning and just know that every time that I show up here and I'm talking about anything from how to write a money goal to how to make sure services are being delivered to preparing your child for further education, employment, and independent living, I'm doing that from a perspective of the future. I'm doing that from a perspective of I know what is happening right now in my world as being, you know, I'll just call myself out here in my 40s, my brother being in his 40s. And having to look at what does the future really look like? And we can make such a difference together as an IEP team. But to do that, we have to look beyond the way that things have been done in the past in special education. And we have to start looking more at this whole person. We have to start looking more at person-centered planning. That's in this guidebook, too. It talks about person-centered planning and how that looks different for every child. It is never too early to start these discussions as a family. Again, most likely this is not going to be a conversation you're going to have, you know, between school and home until you get to those, you know, kind of transition ages. So the age 14, when we start looking, some states start implementing transition plans as early as age 14. Um, 
some, I think even earlier right now, but it's transition planning, it's guardianship age of 18, it's what life is going to look like after school. And I just want to encourage you, let's get some resources beyond what you have right now so we can have really productive, awesome, supportive, supportive conversations. Because you know what? The future is bright for my brother. That he's, he's, I would say he's living his best life down in Florida right now. And we're going to hang on to this best life the way that it is right now for as long as we can. And, and there's joy and there's hope. But that also comes with needing to be prepared. Again, I'm going to encourage you to go to the links that are here and, you know, go pick up this special needs planning guide. All parents should pick it up, pick it up and for my teachers and IEP teams, again, at that late middle school age or high school transition, go pick this up and just really inform yourself on how to have a productive conversation with your families. If you were thinking, yes, this is, this is a hard topic and it's something that we need to talk more about and you're, this is a great resource, you're thinking like more people need to hear this. Could you just leave a like or a comment or a share? Every time you like, comment or share or an Apple podcast, if you leave a five-star review, it helps more parents and teachers find this resource so they can work together to truly build IEPs that work in the real world. I'll see you guys next time. 